you, this is what you do. You're signing, like you're signing in stone. This is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's interesting. I, um, I'm going to sound, I'm going to lean into the woo woo, right? I'm a financial person, but I was in a meditation, um, the other day and really the pervasive message they came out of it was make your own rules. They're all made up anyway. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> literally every rule that we live by has been created by someone before us. And right. There are rules that are there for a very good purpose, but then there's also rules that just limit us in our thinking. So create your own rules, create new rules, change the rules. Like that's what they're there for. It's all about an evolution for that. So yeah, that was kind of a big epiphany. What's up, my soul sister? Welcome to the Happy, Purposeful, and Free podcast, where we are all about going after our dreams, living aligned with our soul's purpose, and playing all out. I'm your guide, Katrina Lully, life and biz mentor, entrepreneur, mama four, wife, and big kid at heart. This is where you will get the realest of the real from me and our special guests about living a life with passion, alignment, and what's true for you. We don't do the small talk around here. We are all about being who we are, sharing the tools, tips, all the behind the scenes, and inspiring stories that empower you to boldly pursue your life. I will share all the goods on life, business, and relationships so that you can start living your happy, purposeful, and free. Let's do this thing together. Welcome back, my sister. I'm so excited that you are here back for another episode. Today's guest is, oh, she's so much fun. She's so beautiful. I love what she does. She's one of the easiest people to talk to. Let me tell you a little bit about Amy Getz before we dive into conversation, which I know you're gonna love. Amy believes wealth and financial freedom are for everyone and is especially passionate about helping women know their worth. She is a financial advisor with our IRC Wealth, an SEC registered investment firm in Atlanta, Georgia, a CPA and a CDFA certified divorce financial analyst. Interesting. Okay, she's also the money and finance chapter director of the National what Women Want Networking Organization, which is an amazing organization. I've attended some of their calls. She's also on a mission to educate women about their finances and empower them to set big goals for their financial future. Letting go of limiting beliefs around money and facing the real numbers allows women to quiet the stress loop in their mind and elevate everyone around them. Wealthy women change the world. Yes, we do. And when she's not working, Amy loves to travel with her family, connect with friends, or read a good book. Amy, thank you so much and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to chat with you today and, you know, connect with your audience. I love it so much. Yes. Well, I really, truly just love, love what you do. But before we get in that, I have a really important question I like to ask my guests. And that is when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay. So I am a little bit older maybe than some of your other guests and I wanted to be the first woman astronaut but then Sally Ride 
um, took that, um, which is awesome. We love her. And then I wanted to be a lawyer for years and years and years. I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I ended up an accountant and now I'm a financial advisor. So, <laughs> so nothing super exciting. Although at one point I did want to be the first female astronaut, but I think it was more just because there wasn't a female yet that had done it. And I thought, well, I can tackle that. Ah, uh, yeah. I love that. So that leads me to question, would you go to Mars if you had the opportunity? Okay. So I have thought about that, right? <laughs> like, isn't that interesting? And I feel like, no yet because you know i love to fly i love to travel i i like to say i'll try you know go anywhere once but i also have three you know teenage kids and i want to make sure that i'm here right to see my future grandkids and so i don't know yet that i'm comfortable i think there need to be a few more test runs <laughs> before i say yes but am i the type of person that would say yes Absolutely. <laughs> That's so awesome. I had to ask that question because, you know, you said you wanted to be an astronaut. And my yeah. husband talks about this often, like going to Mars. And I, I'm not so sure that I would. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> we'll see. He's all yeah. for it. He's ready. If to it was more mainstream, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little too cutting edge right now. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, totally understand that. Yeah. Okay. So what does, when I say happy, purposeful, and free, what does that mean for you? Ooh, um, first of all, those words all bring me joy, happy, purposeful, and free. Those feel a little bit like they align with some of my core values. Right. And so, and I feel like that could be my wish for everyone that we're all happy, purposeful, and free. Yeah. I was not prepared for that question, but I love it so much. And um, it, I felt like an actual like little happy vibration inside with it. So thank uh, yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. I totally felt that from you. I'm like, ooh, there's that. that's awesome. <laughs> I, I love, love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. So tell us a little bit about, um, a little bit more about Amy, who she is. Like, how did you get to, you were an accountant. how did you get from there to where what you're doing now? Um, I like to say the universe gifted it to me on a beautiful silver platter. I, um, I was actually going to be, like I said, an attorney, but I wanted a degree that was in the business department. So I went and spoke to someone and the accounting was the only one listed for a recommended legal um, the career. So that's how I chose accounting. Nothing more exciting than that. And then I ended up getting a job offer from one of the big accounting firms. And I thought, well, I can always go back to law school. So I practiced as a CPA for several years, moved to Atlanta with my future husband at the time, and ended up having three kids in four years. And I realized that I didn't feel like I was doing either job very well, my real job or being a mom. And so after my third child was born, my husband and I made the decision for me to stay at home. And I was managing our finances and our investments and felt like it was a little overwhelming. And so I reached out to a friend who recommended IRC Wealth and the CEO is my financial advisor. So for years, we would meet with him a couple of times a year to make sure that I was still where I belonged, which was at home raising my kids and that our family was still on track financially. And at one point, 
he knew that I was a retired CPA and called me. I will never forget it. I was cleaning my pantry one June and he was like, you know, I need someone to do some basic accounting. Would you be interested? And, you know, my kids had gotten a little bit older and I said, okay, I'll try it. And I guess I did a pretty good job because then he said, you know what, you can do what I do. And I would love to have, you know, some feminine energy in this space, right? It's just a small firm. We're all tight knit, just amazing, amazing people. And so I was like, all right, it scared the heck out of me. And I thought I'm going to give it a shot. And so I absolutely had no idea that it is probably my highest calling. I absolutely love what I do. I feel like it's of the highest integrity. It's how I live my life. I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk. It's, you know, I've been working my own financial plan for decades and I didn't look for it. It found me and I couldn't be more grateful. Mm, That it's so amazing how things work out and come out of nowhere that are for our highest good and show up in that way. You know, um, you were open to it and you said yes. And I think that's, that's such a key piece because sometimes we, we get a little worried or scared or like, okay, no, that's not going to be for me. Like you were open to it and you just said yes and found out more information and you went and tried it out. And I thought, you know, I can always change course. Yeah. If it doesn't work, if this isn't what, you know, I feel like serves me, then I can always change course, but I wouldn't know until I said yes. And I think, you know, I love that, you know, the year of yes, right. You know, there's the book of that. And, And I also recognize that saying yes to something says no to something else, but sometimes we just have to try. Yeah. And see what happens and realize that there are beautiful gifts that are put in our path if we're just willing to accept them. And um, I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't really ready to go back to work, but I thought, well, let's see, this feels really good. And it was like my body pulled me forward, which I often like to say, you know, that's your intuition. Mm -hmm. Like when you can feel it in your body and you can feel it like, exciting. And you think if I don't get this, I'm going to be disappointed. Then, you know, it's time to pursue that might not be the end all be all, but give it a shot because you just don't know until you try. Yeah, absolutely. Like so much. Yes. To that. When I talked about this actually the other day, um, about that and it it was inspired action. It's that gut, that gut, that intuition, like knowing, okay, I, I get to try this. And I think the other key point there is I knew that if I, that if it didn't work out, I could change course. I think sometimes we get stuck in that, well, if I do this, then I'm stuck there. We all, we all do it. Okay. Like I am not immune to it, but it is just our thoughts. Yes. It's not actual reality a lot of times, which is interesting, right? Because it's like, you have to sort of stop the spiral of looking too far into the future. And listen, I'm a financial planner. I'm all about planning for the future, (laughs) right? But at the same time, we just have to live in the present. The past is gone. The future isn't here yet. And so when we keep, it's just anxiety when we go too far down the path of the what ifs. Right. Just enjoy the space that it is. Try it. If it doesn't work, switch your course. Doesn't have to be a 180 right? It can just be a little adjustment, a degree here and there and see what, what lines up for you. Yeah. I love that. The way that you just shared that was so beautifully said, and it's, it's simple, but it's not necessarily easy for a lot of us because 
we weren't trained that way or brought up that way, or that's not what the world shows us. Like, go do this thing. And you just got to, you just got to go there because you got to go and work and you got to do your thing. And, you know, that's what you're, you're here to do. And I think the pivots, the change, the shifts that we can make because it does not serve us because we realize it doesn't work out is okay. Like you can change your mind at any time. Absolutely. You can change your mind at any time. I had to be reminded of this by my own coach the other day, even though I just had conversations with some clients of mine, like you can change your mind at any time, you know, it's just like, yeah, we get to ship, we get to change it at any time. There's no rule out there that says you, this is what you do. You're signing, like you're signing in stone. This is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's interesting. I, um, I'm going to sound, I'm going to lean into the woo woo, right? I'm a financial person, but I was in a meditation um, the other day and really the pervasive message they came out of it was make your own rules. They're all made up anyway. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> literally every rule that we live by has been created by someone before us. And right, there are rules that are there for a very good purpose, but then there's also rules that just limit us in our thinking. So create your own rules, create new rules, change the rules. Like that's what they're there for. It's all about an evolution for that. So yeah, that was kind of a big epiphany. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we can just stop right there. Podcast done. Like that was gold for to take anybody for the next year, like in whatever, just start making up your own rules. Like it's true though. It really is. Yeah. When you sit back and think about it, like all the rules are just made up. Like it is. It is. So make them to suit yourself better, right? Make them for your highest good, make them for the highest good of those around you. But you don't have to follow everyone else's rules. Yeah. I, I And for me personally, that hits like really just so close to home because I have really moved into a space of not following everybody else's rules when Love it comes it. to being in the online space. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not willing to do whatever it takes. Sorry. And that's okay. I'm not going to show up every single day. I'm not going to be like, that's not how I work. That's not how I operate. And this is where that trust and that divine purpose and guidance comes in, leaning in, knowing when you're, when you're tapped into your purpose and and you know, you're in alignment with it, what is meant for you will never pass you by. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And yay you. Yeah. Yeah. Show up authentically. That feels good for you. I love that so much and honor that. Yeah. Like that's your intuition guiding you that I don't have to follow anyone else's you know, path. We all can do things differently. That's the beauty of what makes the world go round. Yeah. What works for you may not work for someone else, but that's all right. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. And I, and I feel like you kind of do that yourself. I mean, you're not, you, I don't see you out there in front of everybody all the time. Like that's just not what works for you. It's not like, I like to show up when I show up, but I'm not going to subscribe to the, if I'm not on social media, I'm not going to have a successful career. Um, so much of what I do is authentic connections, right? I am in finance. People will tell you a lot of things about their personal life before they'll want to talk about their money. So what lights me up and what feels right to me is authentically connecting with people. And that's not to say that I don't have some amazing connections from people that I have met 
online. Like you and I, we've never met in person, but like, I want nothing more than the greatest good for you. And I love to follow your story and what you're doing. Um, but I am also, and I can say this because I'm in this industry, it's very male and pale. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to subscribe to the fact that I have to do it the same way that they've done it. Yeah. I'm so much more about sort of using my intuition and sitting in that like emotional space with people and really kind of tapping into their energy to feel like, what is it that they need? How can I assure them, you know, about their financial future? What, what message do they need to hear in order to open up or in order to see things in a different way? And it's not about prescribing to a formula. I mean, yeah, the numbers are what they are a lot of times, but so much of it too is just leaning into their story, leaning into their concerns, their fears, and helping them recognize that those are natural. You're not the first. You certainly won't be the last to feel these, and we're going to tackle this together. Um, It's not to say that you can't do it without a financial person. You absolutely can, but we all know that Olympic athletes don't get there without a coach. But the point is, is that it's got to feel for me to feel like I'm doing a good job and to feel like I'm serving in my highest purpose is that I'm tapping into that energy of what they need and how I can best serve them. And I think that has been lost in this industry over time. And I think it's really not about the numbers, really. If you look at it on a, you know, a pie chart, 20% of it's really the numbers. The numbers are the easy part. The hard part is that emotional piece, that decision-making. It's like you said, we say this all the time at our firm. It's simple. It's just not easy. Becoming wealthy is simple, right? Spend less than you make and save. Everyone knows that. But if it were, if it were easy, we'd all be wealthy. Mm. Emotions, decision-making, like having fears get in the way. And so that's the space that I think more financial people need to play in is really trying to understand the emotions around money. And that's important to me and why, you know, I'm doing my own self-development, why I'm working on my NLP certificate and and leaning more into that sort of more spiritual, you know, side of things to understand that it's not just always data. And I, I love that money and, and numbers are data, right? Because then I can reassure you that it's just feedback. It's not your value. It's truly not your worth, right? Like we know the numbers uh, have a dollar value, but that's not your dollar value. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to understand. I heard this recently and I thought, oh, this is so clever because I love a visual, right? For people to understand but there's a reason the windshield is so much bigger than the rear view mirror. Like no one drives looking backwards. And so if you've made any financial mistakes in your life or had any financial shame, okay, today's a new day, start a different relationship and only look forward. The past is already done. You can't change it. So let's worry about moving forward. What are we going to do differently with the data that we have with the feedback that we've received based on previous decisions. And I think it's important for people to sort of lean into that space and recognize where you are today isn't where you're going to be, you know, in a year or 10 years. And don't limit yourself to thinking this is it. Yeah. Yeah. You're speaking my love language so much right now because (laughs) it's why I'm so passionate about the kind of work that I do is that it's truly the inner work. That's the foundation. That's the foundation. And the rest of it comes into, into, into play when you when you break through that stuff those limiting beliefs believing I had to shift this for myself and 
and realize, especially what you said when it, like the dollar amount doesn't equal our worth. Because when I look back at it, while I have not made thousands or thousands of dollars doing what I'm doing yet, uh, you know how much value I've received based upon connections and people who are willing to, to come alongside and serve and support and help? Like, there's where, that's where my thousands and thousands of dollars are, right? Like, it's, it just looks differently. Um, so being able to, to understand all of that. And so I love, I think what you, what you said is just, it's so right on in really the space that is not talked about enough when it comes to money, because if you look at the world right now, most of us are quote unquote, poor minded. Mm -hmm. And therefore that's why every we're in the position we're in when, when we look at the majority of, you know, the majority of people. Yeah. So I think it's like, what you do is gold, like beyond gold, actually. And so I love that. I, I received that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, beautiful. I needed to just pop in here really quick to let you know about a special space that is available just for you. I have opened up my one-on-one coaching spots. And one of those spots, I think just might have your name on it. If you're anything like my clients, You've had a deep knowing that there is more for you, but you're unsure of how to tap into it. Maybe you want to make yourself a priority, but guilt overcomes you. Some of you, you've created a pretty good life for yourself, but you're not sure that you actually deserve it all. That's that imposter syndrome. Maybe you're ready to uplevel your life even more and you're tired of investing in programs that don't seem to work. You know that fear is holding you back and cannot seem to get past it. You're also ready to meet your highest self. This is where working on one-on-one with me in this coaching space provides a clear, precise container where you get hands-on action, hands-on in discovering what is actually truly holding you back, uncovering that through my four-step transformation process. We're going to get clear on your vision and align your purpose in business, life, relationships. We'll nurture and heal your relationship with yourself. We're going to help you rediscover and step into your highest self. Like I said, we'll uncover and remove what is holding you back. And we're going to build this new foundation of both clarity and confidence in all areas of your life. This and so much more is available to you in the one-on-one coaching container. If you're feeling called, if you're feeling pulled to find out what does this actually look like for you, Go to the link in my show notes to book a discovery call with me or just shoot me an email over at Katrina at KatrinaLully.co and I'd be happy to jump on a one-on-one call to make sure we're both a good fit for one another. So I want to ask you kind of get more a little bit more into like the technical I guess like you talk about simplifying your there's a fly simplifying (laughs) your your finances like stop overcomplicating things tell me more about what you mean by that. Oh my gosh. I'd love, I love to talk about this because, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you understand the numbers and they think it's some like, you know, magical formula. And I'm like, um, we all pretty much went through high school math. Like yeah. a lot of times it's just addition and subtraction. And we get in so into our heads about how complicated money and finance has to be. And so what I tell people first and foremost is you need to actually know your numbers. And that's what I mean when I say know your worth, right? Like you need to know your numbers and you don't need a complicated 
um, QuickBooks, you know, program. You don't even really need an Excel spreadsheet. You know, get yourself a pretty notebook from the TJ Maxx and um, <laughs> write down. Like, I, how many of those do I have? I love them. And write down, just start writing down, like shifting pages of, okay, what's my monthly income? What is my monthly expenses? What are my annual expenses? What is fixed that is the same every month? What is variable amounts that change every month? And then what is actually just more luxurious and fun? And I want people to really look at those numbers. And I don't even like to use the word budget because it gives people such, you know, heebie-jeebies. Let's call it a cash spending plan. But I want people to recognize that you can you need to honor who you are and what brings you joy. And I want you to put things into your spending plan that aren't just your actual debts, expenses. I want you to put things in there that bring you joy. If you're someone that likes to get your nails done, then put that in your spending plan. If you're someone that likes to take a weekend and go camping, put that in your spending plan. I'm just asking people to put things in their spending plan that are in line with their earnings. I think that's where a lot of times we kind of trip up is we put things in our spending plan that don't actually align with what our earnings are at the time. And it's a harsh reality that Americans are in debt. And I want to say, if you can't pay your credit credit card off within one to three months, then you're overspending. You're spending outside of your means. And I'm certainly not someone that likes to talk about budgeting cuts, like to, to talk about where can you stop spending? What I want to get people in is the mindset of where can you make 20% more? Yeah. What other things can you do that is going to drive your income? Are there passive incomes? Are there side hustles you can do? Are there ways that you can level up at your current position? It's not always about reduction and cutting. A lot of times it's about expansion and getting more. But then what I encourage people to do And as Americans, what happens is we tend to earn more and spend more and earn more and spend more. And what I would like people to do is to really sit down and come up with that emotional satisfaction of their life. And then when you start to make a little more money, instead of just spending it, start to save a little more, start to automate your finances, start to put money away for your future. And there is something to be said for everyone, regardless of their financial position, whether you're able to put away five or $10 a paycheck, 500 or a thousand a paycheck, or even more. When you start to automate and prioritize saving even just a small amount, it starts to build your worth. Mm. And I don't just mean your financial worth. It starts to build your worth of yourself. It starts to allow you to see that you are investing in your future. And that's important for us to be our own best cheerleader. And investing in your future by putting money aside for it is a huge way to sort of have faith in yourself. I mean, there's a million ways that I would love to tell people to do it. I would always say, if you are at a corporate job, please put money into your 401k, 403b, at least up to a company match. If you're an entrepreneur and you have your own LLC, you can have your very own individual 401k plan. Like most entrepreneurs think that once they left the corporate world, that they don't have that opportunity, but you absolutely do. I want people to make sure that they are putting money away. And I hate the term emergency fund because to me, words matter and it feels negative, but money away for an opportunity fund. You know, look at it as the opportunity to have that car repair, the opportunity to, you know, fix something that happens or the opportunity to be able to fund a holiday or a birthday and not have it, you know, come in and be 
a negative experience where you think, oh, I don't have the money for this. So I love for people to automate their savings through retirement, through getting your paycheck in, and then I'm actually writing an article about it right now. Um, setting aside automatic transfers, it sort of lessens the impact. Everyone thinks, well, I'll just transfer what's left over at the end of the month. Well, we just always magically seem to spend whatever's left in our account, right? And so when you kind of get it out of your own hands, it's like hacking your life. When you set that up and treat it like another monthly expense, then you're actually investing in your future and it doesn't even feel like you're doing anything. And in the world of financial planning, I like to get to the point where it doesn't feel like you're doing anything, right? When you have automated your savings, when you're paying extra on, you know, your mortgage, when you are, um, you know, receiving that company match, right? It's all these things that are kind of going on behind the scenes. And I want people to kind of feel like not much is happening when all these things are actually happening for your future, because then it doesn't feel painful and it doesn't feel scary. Like that's the space that I'm trying to get people to when we automate our savings um, and our debt payoffs and when we're automating our life, it starts to just feel easy. And that's the goal. Yeah, there is nothing. I mean, it's a it's a big win the day that you can start automating some of those things and like even automating, automating like the cable bill payment, because, you know, it, you just don't have to worry about it. You're not sitting down going, OK, here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. Automating that savings, we started to do that. We did it at one time, then I stopped it. <clears throat> and then we started doing it again. And it's it's amazing. It's it's like I I forget that it's there and you just don't have to worry about it. That's exactly what I want you to do. Yeah. Right. Forget that it's there. And then when you need it, it's like a, a lovely gift that you've right. given your future self. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think there's such a key piece there in if it's $5 or $10 or like we, we don't do a whole lot every month yet. And it's like, okay, that still makes an impact when you, when you're not watching it and that's going through every month before you know it, there's going to be a nice chunk there for you. Absolutely. And I, I want to touch on that a bit and, and think, or let people know that it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, just because you don't have large sums at one time, I mean, when I first started, it was $25 a paycheck, you know, and then just over time that got more comfortable. But I, what, what I would encourage you to do is to, when it does get comfortable, challenge yourself a little more, you know, yeah. maybe add another percentage to that 401k or add another $50 to that monthly automatic transfer, like keep sort of adding to it when it gets comfortable or when you get a, you know, positive financial change, maybe you get a raise at work, maybe, you know, you have some sort of refund, or maybe you've actually been able to like pay off a debt. Well, instead of then spending that money somewhere else, if you had a $300 car payment and you've yay paid it off, we'll start putting that 300 into savings mm, or into yes. a fund for another car, right? Like there, eventually you're going to need to do another one. So it's like just always look for opportunities to put money away. And it's not to say that, you know, you can't enjoy your life now. That's why I'm saying put in your spending plan, getting your nails done, or maybe you love to go out to eat a couple of times a week or whatever it is, put that in there. It's permission to spend so that there's no guilt associated with doing the things that bring you joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think we forget that too. Um, so often that we need to put those things in there because one, it's going to raise that vibration. It's going to attract what we want more of anyway. And I know like my husband and I spent years in financial just stress and things haven't changed a whole lot for us yet. Like 
but the way we think about it, the way we do it, the way we show up for it is, is so much different. But I remember in those years of stress, like it was all about, okay, what do we have to pay first? And yes, it's important to keep up on your bills and pay your things on time. But what about those things that bring us joy? Like, what about those things? And again, that leads it back to that whole mindset, like what we were talking about earlier, like the way we think about things and the way, you know, what do we want to attract? What do we want to have in our lives? And so um, it's just beautiful the way um, that you share this and teach, you know, uh, the clients that come your way. I also love to say that personal finance is self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Like actually knowing your numbers, being confident in that it's, and I say this a million times, like, it's like the monster under the bed. Everyone is so afraid of their numbers. And again, right. When the monster's under the bed, you turn the light on and peek, there's nothing really there. And I think that's people make it out to be such a bigger deal in their head, just trying to understand their numbers because they're afraid to look that it, it creates so much more stress than if you actually just sat down with a piece of paper and kind of started to write things out and organize um, there's so much peace in doing that. Even if the numbers aren't great, there's just peace in knowing them and peace in being able to make some shifts, however small you start mm-hmm. to make some shifts, to do things differently. And, and, and people forget to really do an evaluation. Maybe it's every, I mean, I would encourage people to do it every month, get a glass of wine, make it a date. But even if it's just every quarter, or every six months, like just take a review of what you're spending, because oftentimes we get comfortable. And then, you know, we kind of pare down and then we get a little comfortable and we pare down and we, and we need those sort of check-ins to make sure that we're serving our highest and best use of our finances. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I think there's one other important piece definitely to touch on here in this, in this conversation is the giving part. Mm, and I know that this can be big for people or like if I'm, especially if I'm already trying to figure out how to make the rest of this work, where does that giving come in? And, you know, should we always be giving no matter where we're at in our, in our, in our, you know, in our financials, in our financial state, like there, there is so much, I know, like value to giving um, energetically and just the way it, it comes back to you and it just feels good for you anyway, like giving, I, I mean, it's so much fun when you can buy the person behind you coffee, you know, things like that, or just giving in a bigger monetary way. Yeah. Now this is to be, I mean, there's a lot of secrets to, you know, wealth, but I think automating your savings is definitely one of them. Like, you know, knowing and getting at peace with your numbers, but also equally as important is giving and gratitude. And, um, just like we talked about paying yourself first, even if it's a small amount, there is always an opportunity to give to others. And that can be your time, your talent, or your treasure. So even if you're in a position where financially things feel a little tight, that's okay, because you still have time that you could give to someone. Or maybe you have a particular skill, right? I've been the treasurer of everything because, you know, numbers are my jam. So I've, I've offered that to PGA and Boy Scouts and all the things. And, you know, it's not always about a financial give. It's about energetically just being in the space to allow others to receive. And I always use this analogy, but, you know, when you're so tight fisted, literally where you can't. Um, you just don't feel generous in your spirit and who you are. 
you can't receive when your fists are closed, right? Yeah. And so in order to be open energetically, because money is energy, just like mm-hmm. anything else, in order to be open to receive, you have to be open to giving. And whenever I feel like I am in a trickier financial spot or I'm feeling like things are a little tight for me, my number one go-to is to give, to donate. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it has never let me down that when I start to put myself in a space of giving and and get myself out of that mindset of lack and into that mindset of abundance, inevitably the situations turn around. And again, I recognize that sometimes people are in tighter financial situations, which is why I say time and talent are also really important. But I think even just giving a little bit allows you to raise your own vibration and to be in a better space to receive whatever beautiful gifts are coming your way. I, that the fact that you touched on that is so, so important. Cause I know for me, um, a couple of years ago when my, my financial mindset was not like it is today, I forgot about those other pieces of giving, you know, because I want to give, I wanted to give financially and I just wasn't able to in the way that I wanted to then, but I gave of my time. I gave of my talent. And I think that's so important for everyone to hear and listen, because um, even if you do have an abundant amount of money flowing through to you and you do give in financial financial ways, maybe in this particular opportunity that comes up, it's not a financial gift. Maybe it's a time or a talent. That might be more of what they need than your financial gift. Absolutely. Think about even in your own life, how sometimes you just needed an ear or a shoulder yes. to cry on, right? Or you just needed someone to reach out and say, how are you? Like, and when I say that, it's not, it's not like you have to have some formal, you know, plan where you've signed up, you know, once a week to do whatever. Maybe it's just every day you're taking time to reach out to someone or you're putting an encouraging message on someone's social media post, or even just when you see something negative that happens or you hear about it, you just sit for a minute and you lift them up. Like it doesn't have to be huge, but what it does have to do is be authentic and in a space of where you are genuinely doing it for the greater good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Amy, I could talk to you all day about this stuff. Like I just love the the way in which you approach it and you come from that. Like all of the spiritual side, the emotional, you tap into like I said, you're speaking my love language because you tap into that important piece. It's really not like the physical dollar. It's about what what's behind it in our heart and in our minds that's actually happening. And so abs- I love that you get it. I love that that's important to you, like that that's a value system that you play in, because I feel like that is a precursor to amazing success. So I am super excited to watch all the places <laughs> Katrina Lally's going to go and encourage and cheerlead you on all along the way. Yeah. Super exciting. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. I received that. I- I'm really excited for it all too. Like, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Let's <laughs> like, play. let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything on your heart left that you would like to share before we go? No, I would just, well, you know, I can, I, listen, I'm like you, I can talk all day to you, but you know, I think what I really want people to recognize is that everyone, everyone deserves to be wealthy mm-hmm. and who you are at, you know, making $20,000 is who you're going to be when you're making $200,000. Like yeah. wealth doesn't make you less than it only enhances the good 
that's in you. And so I want people to also look at their their mindset around money. And I want them to be in a space of abundance and recognizing that I'm all about the law of attraction and manifesting, but there is a aligned action that has to go with that. But I want people to recognize that they don't have to repeat the um, stories of their past. They don't have to keep the beliefs of their parents as far as money goes and that they can write their own story. And to recognize um, that it's always a journey. People want to skip the middle in the (laughs) beginning, right? And just get right to that wealthy part. But it is a journey. And when you're ready to receive, the universe is going to provide for that. So really, I have found personally that when I spend time working on myself, working on my personal development, raising my vibration and the vibration of those around me, that's when financial abundance actually starts to align. So I would say focus less on the actual dollars and cents and start to focus in on who you are and the good that you're doing in the world and watch the magic happen. Yes. Oh my gosh. So beautiful and just so powerfully shared. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your light and your knowledge and you I know that you have that that servant heart you know that's how you lead and I'm excited to continue to you know watch you and and have your journey and you know come alongside you and in whatever capacity that we do thank you so much I am so grateful for this time with you and this conversation and I hope it speaks to someone and who needs to hear it. Yeah, I definitely know that it will. So, oh my gosh, sisters, I know that was so, so incredibly powerful. Make sure you share this episode. Go tag Amy. I'll leave her um, info in the show notes. And until then, go get your happy, purposeful, and free. much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.